been everywhere early on. Oh, oh. He's got to get his form. The dancing feet of don't mind Nick Martin. There's a new Martin in town. Draper wants to put an end to all this. Hands it over to Guelphie. Draper wants it back. The brush off runs into space. Outside the boot. And Tyson, he's lost him. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Uh, the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk over the Essendon Football Club. On this particular case and scenario, we don't quite know what to talk about with regards to this pod. But my name is Grant <laughs> and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. Uh, good to be back. Uh, yeah, it's... Um uh, hit the we re- got <laughs> pantsed. Yeah, hit the uh, the reality wall got <laughs> yeah. hit with a thud. Absolutely, and, and, reality um, tree, and we hit every branch on the way down. <laughs> yes. So look, it was obviously not uh, an ideal, <laughs> an ideal result a, in any a, shape or form. Not an ideal result. <laughs> says Scotty. Uh, Seventy-seven points down at the Cattery. Uh, look, fifteen minutes into the game, it was pretty. I think it was pretty obvious what was going on, and you I was know, pretty angry. And look, it's funny, isn't it? It's uh, there's so many things to talk about, uh, but you know, when you think of the 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 round one game last year, you know, when Martin kicked five and they just absolutely blitzed us, they just yep. tore us. A, and then earlier this year, you know, forty minutes of the game, it's it's forty points. It's over. It's over. This game. You know the, the the logical thing in your head is says don't you know don't make the same mistake twice know what you know and guess what <laughs> exactly the same score wasn't I sh- it I, I say that because you have to laugh when sometimes because uh, and it's obviously a couple of days after the game but you're like how did we not how come the prepared? hell did that happen uh, so look it's yeah it. it it feels funny that we're in still in the top eight. To be honest, there's so many results oddly went our way. Yeah, um, with the with the, you know the the crows uh, losing, the dogs losing, and um, I forget what the other one. But uh, yeah, so we're just a bit lucky. The Saints losing was the other one. So we are lucky to be in the eight, and it's probably given us a bit of a a chance to redeem ourselves. And boy. Uh, I think most Essendon fans would want a pretty decent response on Friday night against the Dogs. It's a reality check of the highest order. Um, I know, again, we keep referring back to our mate um, Jake Kelly when we had him on the pod and he said that the Freo game was a blip. Um, we just didn't want a blip a couple of weeks later. Nobody <laughs> said that that would be the only blip. <laughs> right? uh, but, that, yeah, that is – it's a very confusing one for, from a supporter's point of view, from, from our, our point of view at the pod – how, like Scotty said, you you know they come out strong. You know they are a great team. You know their midfield is great. And we didn't, well, so we didn't respond. We played hard. We just got fair income beaten. Do you think when it comes to Geelong, and, and, you know, I think people know the results against the Pies and Port and the Demons this yeah. year and when we've played them and being very competitive. Is it too simple just to say where Geelong is at um, their physicality, that that's just too good for us. That, that That's just... I said that on the Patreon yeah, podcast. We're, we're just nowhere near that. Simplistically, that. they are a much better side than us. 
Yeah. You're just simplistically yeah, they it's are. Just, from front you to can back. Just, you, can, you can be annoyed at our performance and we obviously shouldn't be 77 points down, yeah. but they just simply are a better side much. and a much stronger side. And yeah. then obviously when you're playing them at Cadinia Park, it makes it even worse. Uh, and... It's not too much analysis you can do. They're just a side. I think every side has a bogey side. And for us, uh, where we're at, um, that is as a bogey side as you would as you would get. Uh, I, um, uh, I feel like I'm doing a lot of humour and laughing, but uh, I shouldn't be. But I did laugh because you know, I was on like an AFL thing and said, you know, the predicted finals, first round of the finals. Okay. It was... Eighth versus fifth, Geelong versus Essendon. Oh, is the, but anyway, I, I wouldn't even turn up, I don't think. No. I don't. Uh, you're like, oh, God, help us if that was the case. You, that, imagine just the, uh, oh, damn it. And that's, that's <laughs> yeah, that's why almost I don't want to play finals this year. Just in case we get absolutely spanked like that, which we are capable of being spanked, and we just get booted out of the first round of the finals again. Uh, Interesting question for you, and you just raised that, and this wasn't even on our agenda. Yep. So I'm just riffing Question without notice. Um, Do you genuinely think it's worthwhile for this group to make the finals, or do you think there's some merit in maybe us not making the finals? Yeah. um, And I I, I, I generally don't know the answer. I, I say that. I won't say who I've spoken to today, but there's very interesting thoughts I've had from prominent people and yes. uh, in private messages. And some it was like fifty fifty. Some no, you you take it what you can. You you win every game. Yeah. I get that. And some like uh, it could be good off season for Scotty just to to really hone in on some some things and good, and, and good to, start to your career, Scotty. Well played, Essendon. Have a good off season, chill. Yeah. Don't finish the season off with a huge spanking in the first round against Geelong or something like that. I, if if I'm honest, I, you, the I think the common thought process behind that, the more slightly more common thought process behind it would be like the guy I spoke to today, who shall remain nameless. Um, win all the games you can. Win every single game you can. If that gets you into the first round of the finals, then so be it, then right? So be because it, yeah. you make the finals and congratulations for doing so, right? After finishing 15th last year or whatever the hell it was. Um, my, and I appreciate that, and we should win every single game. However, I don't know, man, even just as a supporter who wants to see success for the club, I reckon success this year with a CEO, president, head coach, board the whole nine yards players and everything learning a brand new game plan all these things with three-fifths of a way through a season where the players are only just learning the game plan from scotty what they see he's admitted the players have admitted they haven't even spoken about offense yet their whole focus this year has been defense right mm. so i what do you, we'd love to hear on the facebook page of and that hey, I, say, yeah. is there a benefit in Finishing the year strong. Playing finals. Not playing finals, though. Oh, okay. That's the opposite, okay. right? So playing playing well, improving, looking at it holistic, holistically, improving our position from last year, doing really well. If we don't quite make the finals, then that's okay for this year because we will have shown significant improvement. We come back next year, we re- reload, the players are fresher, they know the game plan, and then we go from there. Yeah, it's an interesting... Uh, for me, it's sometimes it's a little bit historical why I feel like there's some um, tension in us making finals from some fans. And I think what it what it is is 
Essendon of old, when they've made the finals, there's been a perception, I will say, that we've kind of over-congratulated ourselves. Yeah. And it's flowed on to the next year. Yes. And we... And we not we weren't as good as we thought <laughs> as we in reality. Hammered in the first we've round, like, we've slightly overachieved, and it hasn't helped us be grounded going into the next season. So I think of all the coaches we've had of recent times, Brad Scott probably has the most realistic lens to preach to the players to get through that. If for some reason we won the next four out of six, yep. which we've got probably got to now. Um, to, and we made a final. I think he's the appropriate coach to handle that because that's how he's handled the whole season. Like he's, he wins or losses, he plays everything down. He's like, yeah. this group is nowhere near a finished product. And you can tell it, you know, we hear the players interviewed, we're nowhere near, you know, it's, he's, they're almost repeating his words. Um, so he's, he's making sure no one gets ahead of themselves. So one thing I wanted to talk to you about, and I brought this up on Twitter today, and it've been really good, fun debates. And the uh, the Don and Sat guys uh, were were having kind of fun back and forth, and, yep. they, and they really brought up some good points. And uh, there's all other all other areas, and so um, it was a really interesting debate. So I really welcome everyone's comments, and uh, and I I just had a discussion around, uh, and. I felt like I almost had to make an apology in a weird way from for me on the podcast <laughs> because we probably over preached the the young we're a young side a bit too much and then when you look at the data uh, we're a young list but the twenty two that are playing that are on the park that are yeah. on the park that Scott's been actually quite. I don't know the words conservative, but he's relied more on experience. So on average, we've probably played around 16 guys aged 24 and older. Now, I do realise 24, like a Sam Draper, doesn't mean 100 games. Yeah. Um, so I, I do, trust me, I do understand the difference between experience and age is not always a factor, but yeah. but we're relatively, uh, we're, we're pretty experienced um, to... Uh, from what we put on the park anyway on, on, a, on a weekend. so Brad Scott's known for that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how we did North yeah. Melbourne as well. That's uh, And I, I just wondered whether this year Scott is working out in his head with his senior players to have almost have a review at the end of the year to have proper data in place to go, okay, I kind of know. These are my guys. These are my guys. Yeah. And, and then we'll start transitioning youth in to the next year or over season with another preseason. Because the, the contrast, I think there was a really interesting contrast even this weekend. And we'll talk about it after the break, the VFL. Yeah. Um, but I, if you look at the, um, the, this is the VFL team Sardis, age 18, Ambrosio, 20, Baldwin, 21, Hayes, 18, Davy Jr., 19. Hayes is 18, damn. David Junior 19, Cox 21, Wanganee 19, Mankara 18, Voss 20, Lord 19, McBride 22, Montgomery 23. And the only one really outside of that is Waller. But so you've got nothing but 22 and old, younger, but even a lot of 18, 19 year olds. And what they've beaten the, the top team last week in the Suns in the VFL, yeah. and they've gone down to the Cattery, actually played the game that we hoped our senior boys would play. And it just made me think, you know, we're. we're we're playing such an experienced group every week. 
I I asked the question, are we probably one or two players uh, over-reliant on ex- senior experience where a young kid could turn out? Because uh, I'm, I'm one of those guys that fully aware is, is you can't go too hard on youth because I think the North Melbourne example um, is telling because I think if you just cut everything and you go youth – you actually can create a culture of just constant losing. Too much, too soon. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just, I just wondered now where we are at this point in time with plenty of data in place, and I think we understand most guys who are playing week in and week out in various positions. Is there one or two spots I think, personally me, I think we can invest some youth in, whether it being a speedy half forward, whether it being a, a coxie at half back, or whether, you know, just – did you give any thought to those players, those positions? I don't know if you want to talk about players, but did you have any thoughts on, like when you said, are there one or two positions that potentially that could be replaced with more youth? Did you have any more thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I, it's, it's funny because the two players that actually stood out to me may not be the obvious ones because I, I had Alwyn Davey and Coxie, right? Yeah. Um, now, people are screaming down going, there's a guy that had 31 disposals and 11 clearances. I get Sardis, and Sardis is going to be a great yeah. player. I, I think at the moment, for me, there's not an obvious midfield spot for him. And I'm, this is just my personal thought. I'm actually hesitant in playing him in the forward line. Um, as just I, He's developing so well. In, in Why the, would you mess with it? Yeah, in the India, in an under, in the VFL being the main guy. I actually think it's he's missed so much. Got to got to remember he's missed so much footy the last two years. So I think it's just a really good grounding, and I'd rather him play two or three more games. And uh, look, and if it's irresistible, it ends up being irresistible. Yeah. And you may have to look at a, a Sam Durham or on a wing, or you know, you may that's just reality. If he's playing like suddenly like he's Nick Dacos, and you're like, oh, well, we've got just got to get him in the side. Now that's actually happening quite fast the way he's playing, but he's got weaknesses. If you if you watch him, he, yeah. he's definitely his kicking action. You'd like it to be a bit more solid, um, but to me is is probably the coxie at halfback. Um, I think is and it was just interesting that they put him out at halftime in the VFL and to rest up for Friday night. Okay, so that was kind of the language said. He's, uh, they asked him, "Are you got an injury?" And the, and the the broadcast said, "No, it's not an injury. The club has told us that just he can play a half." Good. And then so that it leads that they've got him in. But obviously, Coxie's a top ten pick, uh, and and that's that's my thought process. I don't want a kid just for the kid's sake. I want there's just one or two spots. I go one. I think they can almost match the current player. Um, but then you then who does Cox replace? <laughs> yeah, see, that's the, that's the question. Well, I, I probably have personally me Kelly in, in the sights. Um, uh, don't know about that. But uh, that's that's my person. Oh, I, yeah. um, uh, but I know I, I understand some of that's going to be matchups because if if say the dogs play two or three smalls, you're really stuck. Yeah. Um, so you got McGrath and Redmond to try and handle it, but if. If matchups don't work, yeah, sure, I get that. Can Kelly be a bench player? Like, can can, can we have Kelly? Oh, no, we we've often had a seventh defender, so yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's probably been more the a hindy or sometimes when they're yeah. playing, or but yeah, he could be. If interesting, um, but I, I just want one or two guys maybe to come into the side that I think have the upside. 
to be really good players. Before the pod, you were mentioning maybe the other one was, <clears throat> excuse me, one of our Indigenous kids. Uh, like the Davies played two or three really good games. Yeah, yeah. Can yeah. we get him in the side? Uh, see, Davy to me, the way he's performing in the VFL now, I'm really liking his last two or three games. Why? Um, what's, he, what's he been doing? Well, Scott, the club wisely have been putting him more towards the midfield. Okay. And I think his pressure has been absolutely brilliant. Like, I thought he was a big part of that Geelong win, even though his stats, and I don't know his stats off by heart. Um, Sorry, but um, I just thought his perceived pressure and his just frantic running. physicality for a kid that's wafer thin? I don't know if the word's physicality, but it was just, it was a bit Waller-like of just run down, tackle, run, you know. Okay. Just... Closing space really fast, so the guy had to rush his kick because he actually is a decent tackler. Like he, yeah, um, uh, kicked a kicked a really nice goal. Um, uh, the previous week, I think he had something like twenty three disposals and five clearances or something like that. Um, so Out, outside mid, does he play outside? Uh, look, in the seniors, unfortunately, he would have to be a high half forward or so. Yeah. And I probably got him and Snelling swapping in, in my head. That's yep. just reality. Um, because I think he can play the same role um, just as effectively. But, again, I'm now I'm thinking of the future. I think Davies end run is, is a really good player. And so I, I just have that feeling that if eventually we're going to be what we hope in two years' time. we need to be. Is a top four side. Then there's some spots on this team you go, oh, that spot we just need an upgrade. Like that's, that's just my personal thoughts. We just need a, a, a higher talent ceiling. Come in, play some games. So, look, overall, um, we're obviously not going to go over stats the or anything stats, like that. The stats are just, the stats are just <laughs> abominable, so we're not doing them better. Yeah. <laughs> we all know the inside 50s, yep, 22 more scoring abominable shots. And um, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I will say this before we go to a break. Um, one area of the ground was probably, I thought, was the critical area that, where we lost the game was probably the midfield. Um, and the reason I say that is when you look at that um, stat of 105 points scored off turnovers. Wow. Uh, when I when I watch the replay and see the first half, have a look at the clearances and the and the the ball coming out of that clearance because uh, I think that's where probably <laughs> it's it's ironic that we have all this experience over the ground and then, yeah, the centre square is actually, you know, a Hobbs and Perkins and Brian. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you got they got the Dangerfield, Blixarves, you know, very 30-year-old kind of experience, uh, physical players. And uh, though they tried very hard, and that's not meant to be condescending or anything like that, because I thought they really applied themselves yeah. well. It was, it, was, it was obvious too, though, and Parrish was just as susceptible to this, they rush kicks out of packs hugely, and and Stewart, he got the coach's votes. He was BOG, and and um, and that's what happened. Is is what Chris Scott would board. hope would happen is we deliver exactly what we did. We yeah. delivered it to perfection. We played directly into their hands, and that's yeah. that's why it looks so bad. Like I, I don't mind getting beaten by Geelong, um, but we, I, I was, was sitting there watching it with Scotty, and I said, God, I just wish. Those kicks that you were mentioning, I wish that we took a little bit more time, which he says from the couch, right? But 
I just I would rather us get run down. Maybe run down by taking that extra step yeah. or that extra look. If you get run down, then you get run down fine, right? I appreciate sometimes you too, you just have to kick it forward at all costs and move the ball forward. I appreciate that. But the, one of the main reasons why, and like you said, from those turnovers is that we got the ball and that whatever perceived pressure that Geelong put on us or actual pressure, our kicks were just bombing straight into yeah, the Yeah, it was very – felt very panicky dump kicks. Yeah. Um, and And – I say that, you know, with actually re- congratulating Scott and having the courage to put Perkins on on Dangerfield. So I, I say that with that lens as well because I thought Perkins tr- battled really hard. But you could see when he touched the ball, he he had this view of like Geelong's going to pounce on him and he just rushed kicks. Um, but that's why you play. And then, you know, if you want to have a look at a two-year view – You've got to get that out of your system. And and I keep saying this, that he had no midfield junior career. So this is very different yeah. for him. This is probably game seven or eight now as a midfield ever. Uh, so I think it's still a positive in a weird way. Um, the second part, uh, what I saw when I watched the replay, and I wonder what Scott thinks of this, is I thought we played the ground dimensions really poorly. And why I say that is is, is probably our half-forward line went way too high up the ground uh, where when Essendon normally do that, we have an outlet kick. And, when you, and, we, and what we do is we look to the wings. So we spread and we, we try and kick to the wings. Yeah. Side, very, very side boundary line kind of wing um, and that kind of just – we can start generating a bit of uncontested footy. But when our forwards went up so high, what happens is we win a ball, but there's no wings. Pagan paddocks, yeah. Yeah, there's no wings. Mm. So what they do is they can't kick it to the right or have an outlet around a, a, a side wing. They have to kick it down the line. But our half – just Taylor but Yeah, but our half forwards are all certain – are all up way too high. And then you saw it constantly. You saw Langford versus three huh. constantly. And I was just surprised that wasn't addressed during the game because it felt like it kept happening and happening and happening and going, guys, why are you so far up the ground? It, our structure because of this ground dimension is so poor behind the ball. Uh, so hopefully those – and I, I was wrapped, I will say, with Scott's um, comment afterwards and – uh, it, you know, when we did our after reaction show, we sometimes you have that feeling like, oh man, you just got to let that one. Yeah. So, like, Scotty didn't want a bar of it. He said, no, that's the kind of game against the Premiership side. You dissect this game, and uh, and he said, I'm going to go through it with my new detail with the players because they have to learn what happened here. And I, I thought about it and went, you're actually right. Like when you're playing a premiership side, you have to actually understand the benchmark. What's, what's going wrong. And you've got to um, – it can't be a case of, oh, we've got to let that slide and, and, and quickly focus on next week. Yep. He, he wanted to dissect that game with the players and understand this is where it went wrong and, and this is, you know, because we always didn't learn the last time. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Fourth time lucky. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's just um, – that's just some of my thoughts anyway. But, Absolutely. Uh, well, mate, we'll come back after the break um, and we'll keep coming. All right. Sounds good.
Welcome, welcome. <laughs> pointing at me like I've never done this before. <laughs> Your turn. Hey, mate. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch Up Podcast. Now, mate. Um, what do we want to dis- what do we want to discuss next? I think the the game itself. We've sort of, like you said, we've covered the fact that it was just it was awful. It, we've covered the fact that it was such a shocking surprise to happen after the way we've played recently. We've delved a little bit into why we think that the why it happened, what Scotty's going to do. Is there anything else to add to that game? Um, no, I th- look. I think we've kind of covered. Um, uh, look, I know the obvious is, and I, I, I'm weary to say the name because uh, he obviously got off social media from some fan abuse, and 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 that's really really upsetting, and I, I and something that. I think we've got to get so much better. And I know it's it's the 0.01%, um, but um, Sam Wiedemann's obviously had a hard time and he's cancelled his um, yeah, uh, Instagram account and I think we've just got to be wary of that. It, just, it does no club, no, no him, no one, no one, no one, nothing No good one any good full stop, right? Yeah. Um, and look, we, we all understand what's going on with Sam and, and and he's really really struggling with form and uh, I look uh, I think personally you probably need to make a change that's my yeah I think it's getting pretty obvious it should blunt. not be regarded him going back to the twos to get form should not be regarded as failure the end of his career or anything of the sort I I wonder when when this changed in people's thoughts or in the AFL or the club's minds that when a player wasn't in good form. They went back to the twos to get form. They just went back there. They they maybe they played on the ball a little bit, got their hands on the ball a lot, and they they picked up better form and then mm. they came back into the side. I'm wondering why Sam doesn't do that. Right? Like well, why they don't do it with Sam. And yeah, I, I mean this matchup. My thought that. was that you could play half of him in the ruck. Just to be around the ball, get yeah. some get some leather poisoning. Um, and but it's just, not the kind of leather, po- leather poisoning he needs, though. That's the thing. Oh, I think it just helps him around the ground, just move up and lead up to the ball. Because sometimes in the forward line um, with the VFL, it can be, you know, it can yeah, be it can very be ugly. Yeah, it can be a bit ugly. Yeah, true. You, you don't have you don't have the senior quality talent. Uh, Putting it always. down your throat. Yeah. Um, so it can be hard. So just it's more just that I still like the fact of him leading up to the footy and yeah. just around the ground, whether it's on a wing. You're still trying to time a lead and trying to get separation. And um, I just think, yeah, I think that's where the next step is for him. And he's, I got, don't, he's got to improve a little bit. I though. don't know if that necessarily means Voss is, is in because he obviously had a bit of a shocker on the weekend. And, and that's the that's the struggle they've got. It can do they. How do they rectify it? Do they just put, throw Vossi in anyway? Do they look at his overall work of 15 or 13, whatever, so games? Um, that's that's the hard part. He's a competitor, so that's the positive. But it, it is not an easy one. Um, or do they have a ruck at centre-half forward? Or, you know, or Brian do they – and I know they've been playing him at half-back all year, but do they put Cox? Um, well uh, – you know, and the other argument is Baldwin, who obviously started as a centre half forward. Yeah, there you go. And he's certainly not down on form. Yeah. <laughs> but whether you're grooming him so much, is it a bit of an insult? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's playing. It would be a weird playing thing. his playing, best footy of his career. Yeah, at full back, and uh, then yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. say, mate, can you just forget all of that and go play at centre half <laughs> forward for us? That'd be great. But yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, look, I love Vossi. Everybody loves Vossi because he's a unit, and he's and he's. 
a big bustling boy and you'd want to see him at half forward. But there are there are matchup issues. It does yeah. create. I mean, Robert Shaw was sort of said it does create matchup issues um, around the ground for backup ruckman and like that. Then that means that the seven seater has to come out of the forward line and spend some time on the ruck. But then again, does that then mean that I don't know Wiedemann does play, but he's the backup ruckman? Or you, you don't know, right? So it's it's yeah. it's much more difficult than Voss in Wiedemann out because Voss can't go anywhere near the ruck. He's not even close to being big enough for that. I think I think there's a I think there's a merit in saying um, uh, maybe Phillips comes in, plays predominantly ruck, and Brian. Just has a go at centre half forward. Just has a marking presence. Just, a, I mean, he took a nice mark on the week. We'll also get him some in, uh, additional experience in the ones. So, uh, yeah, there's there's options, but we just need something there. We need something there to to be competitive, yeah. and, and uh, because it's look, I, I get twenty eight inside fifties ain't ain't, ain't going to help any forward. So the, I, I couldn't even criticise any forward really. And seventy percent um, of them were super ugly. Yes. going inside fifty. Yes, so um, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't. Definitely as a game for forward. So, hey, just on a, a very light um, uh, sidestep. Uh, okay. I did put a fun little contest on and um, uh, on our Twitter, Twitter. page of uh, saying what at what break music uh, would you want? Okay. Yes, um, yes, yes. I fortunately I didn't tee it up, but I can say Luke and Break Like the Wind are the winners. They voted for Audio Slave. Show me how to live. Um, so on the next episode. I'll crank that up and I'll put – we'll make it one of our ad music. So uh, Thank you to those guys. Well done. Thanks to all the responses. Some great responses and um, <laughs> oops, I did it again was not going to get done. That's so, uh, okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's kind of apt at the moment. Like, oops, we stuffed up again against Geelong, but we probably won't play that. Yeah, and Blood Duster, Drink, Fight, and F. Um, I'm not sure it's going to come on. <laughs> Although I love your heads out there. Yeah, so I did. Some of them are like, I'm just curious to hear the song myself. Um, did you have a listen to some of them? Do you know there's one that mentions you? And boy, did they get this we wrong. We are the champions. They get this wrong because right. the person knows me. They don't know you. They said, how about Sigur Ross to freak out Grant? But little do they know. I am the Sigur Ross man. He is a fan. Thanks so, very much. Love uh, the Sigur Ross. <laughs> uh, we, we had Mark of Cain and Swedish National Anthem and Spider Bait and Faith No More. And, uh, Faith so, No More, yeah, baby. Um, Foo Fighters Pretender. So Black Foo Dog by pretender. Zeppelin. Thanks, Black Dog. So, yeah, yeah it's um, we'll, um, we'll do another little uh, voting thing in, in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. And, we'll get that done. We'll make it a running now, thing. Now, Scotty. The um the VFL, the VFL mate. All right, look, yeah, polar opposites. Uh, same ground, positivity, <laughs> uh, a win. Uh, throwing a whole lot of young kids at Geelong who uh, above us on the ladder, down at the Cattery, and we come away with a, a spectacular win. And it was really, I really, really enjoyed watching the game. And and um. For the second week in a row, our Indigenous boys were really, really electric in their pressure. Um, I'm going to mention one guy, and he may have only had seven or eight disposals, but for two weeks in a row, maybe three weeks in a row, I don't think there's a player that I've seen in three weeks that has has had more effect each position he's had than Anthony Mankara because well, hey. every time he touched a ball, it was him kicking a goal – or 
we or the, or the person he's giving it to can go, or, he, or he's done a rundown tackle that's resulted in a goal. He, um, there's very, very nice little signs happening with Anthony Mankara right now where the first 10 games, all admitted, I have an I'll admit it, very reactive, very quiet. Zero tank. Very yeah. shy. Yeah. Um, but just the last three weeks, he's really upped his pressure. He's been more aggressive in his body. Some, like some of his tackles on the weekend, just sheer resulted in two or three goals. Um, and But then he did a couple of handballs late in the game when everything was hectic. And then probably in the last three minutes of the game, because this was for – for in the last couple of minutes, it was a uh, within a goal. Okay, yeah, could have gone either way. And just have a look. He had a couple of possessions, heavy in traffic, where he just was poised. Saw it's like he saw the floor of your basketball terms, yeah. and just handballed out perfectly in, into space, and and it resulted us with that. Well, one of them resulted us scoring, but but he did a play where um, I'll try and picture it because I know you didn't watch it, Grant. But imagine. He's at the top of the square, right? And top of the goal square. Goal square. Just flat out right in the middle, top of the goal square. And uh, Davies kicked it from about 40 yards out. Um, it had to be like an immediate kick. So, so it's just gone 30 metres along the ground, just one of those rushed. Yep. Um, and there's a kind of like, I, from memory, I'm sorry if I get this wrong, there's a couple of defenders uh, near Mankara. So the ball's coming out to Mankara. Mankara's in front. Um just with his right hand, just tapped the ball to his to his right, turned his body around, and just off the ground, just kicked it. But it was it was so smooth and ridiculously clever. And you're like, and he did, the, and even the previous week he did something similar. You're like, when this guy, if this guy just keeps improving, and to consider how damaging he is when he gets a ball yeah. and the effect it has on scoring, boy, I like. I'm still – he's one of my most excited players that I've got in my head that I think in two years' time we're going to go, wow. I mean, because yeah. the difference is he's 6'3". I he's a tall kid too, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's got – and, he, and when I watched him in pre-sim, he's got some serious marking building. We haven't overly seen it yet because I still think he's hesitant to go into uh-huh. big, heavy contests. There's, there's no doubt he's still learning and growing, maturing. He's 18 years old. So, um, but just like the last three weeks, he's definitely gone up a level and, and you just, the excitement part is, is, is if he has two couple of more levels to go to, which I, you can tell potentially talent the gears, are there. Has, the gears are there when he's, you know, a bit like, uh, Walla, when it t- took him a year or two, when he starts to really go, oh, okay, I'm used to it now. I know what to do. Yeah. Um, he has so much talent, and uh, you can see me. Grant's looking at my smile because I'm like, I got really excited watching him the last couple of weeks, and it, and it's, it's probably he probably had total of 18 possessions the last two weeks. I Where would say 16 of them were so damaging. That was. It. Where do you see him? Like forward oh, pocket, high half. Yeah, he's a high half forward. Um, okay, he's 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 Jakey Stringer post Jakey Stringer's career. Hello, um, he's going to be a very if if this guy just keeps pres- going to where I hope he's going yeah, in two years' improvement, time, improvement, yeah, it's his aerial and ground level game will be one of the, will be so hard to stop if he 
fulfills his potential. So just imagine if you isolated him. Yeah. Like imagine if you got him ISO inside fifty. So he's kicked two goals, two goals, and one goal on the weekend. Mister, actually, Mister Sitter should have kicked two goals again. But now that he's scoring and he's affecting scoring, um, it's just really good signs. His pressure. Uh, I thought Waller was really, really good again. I've been speaking his praises about his pressure. Um, does he come into the side? I still think it's very, very 50-50. Um, I don't know if he's totally there yet, but it was the first sign I saw of him getting back his skills. I know that sounds odd, but there's been something up with him the last month or so where his skills have kind of left him, and I don't know if that's in his head or anything like that. Um, not that his goal kicking is at the moment is where it used to be, but just around the ground he did some really nice clearances and just nailed some passes to the forwards, like daisy cutter passes. Um, so he's definitely solid. Uh, yeah. it's definitely he's definitely an improvement. I think he's running out games better. I thought Alan Davy was really really good. Um, Kane Baldwin, man, just really good form. Like just. Yeah. He I, seems very, yeah. very solid. I think people know my view is that I really rate this guy very, very high and I think he's too good for a VFL level. And Scott said it, but um, but I I think he's so good. Um, I I'd love him to get some opportunities, but uh, I really, really rate him. Uh, young Lewis Hayes uh, had some really, really nice moments. Don't forget he's 18, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know too. 18. And another 19-year-old, Tex Wanganine, was really, really impressive. His pressure as well. Um, for the first time, he actually didn't have his kicking boot on. He's usually, if you actually see his goal sense, um, he's usually pretty pretty deadly in front of goals, but um, really could have kicked two or three goals in this game. But he, was, he looked dangerous the whole game. Uh, he's really improving as his fitness is improving. So right. it was just an exciting... To see so many of these Indigenous guys running around hectically. Absolutely. And it was Geelong who had the perceived pressure. They yeah. were like wondering where they were. And and uh, so. Uh, and then to top it all off, the number five. Oh, kick. yeah, sorry. Just to, yeah. funny enough, that's a good lead in, and I've totally forgot. Um, and you Sardis. Uh, so Sardis was obviously very, very good. Um, Sardis to me is like, yeah, like I said before, there's definitely some things to work on. But I don't know about anyone else. There's just sometimes when he picks up a clearance, the there was probably two clearances that might no one you know would have just maybe even skipped most people's eyes. But they were so clean, and he was running. But the he was running so fast, like the ball's going along the ground. But it was so clean his pickup and his handling of the footy. It just reeked of. Really big quality, <laughs> and uh, I was just like, "Wow, that's 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 really good." Um, you so, can tell by like that kid at eighteen, right? Yeah, you can tell him at, at eighteen we've got a player. Oh, it's, yeah. it's simple; like it's just a matter of when. I, I think I even tweeted out he's five games so far. He's averaging twenty five point six disposals and seven clearances. Yeah, so that's, that's his first five games. So, yeah, um, yeah he's back to back thirty point. 30 possession game, sorry, and 11 clearances. Uh, so it's, it's, it, look, it's as much as there's things to, that you can see that he needs to work on, and obviously, it's probably at pace. He's, he hasn't got the technique on, on, on his kicking when he's at pace. And I think okay. that's, uh, as do all 18 year olds, they need, um, everybody needs to work on it when you're 18. And like, like I said, he's missed a lot of footy, but you know, overall, you'd have to be very, very happy with. How he's come out of the blocks straight away. Because if that's him, Rusty, then 
Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if he's played for a dozen, two dozen yeah, and games, and, and, right? And that's reality. When he's got two, three years under his belt, uh, he's got some seniors. He's, um, I don't think anybody will be ruining the decision to uh, select him over what's-his-face that went to yeah. uh, over uh, Philippou. I mean, Philippou's going to be a good player too, but I think... Oh, I think, yeah, I think I've seen enough to know the separation between the two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Philippou's got some good moments, but there's no way... There's no way near he's consistent across the game. Like, uh, so uh, I, I'm pretty happy with the start of speak, to be honest. Yeah. And, uh, look, he, he's got a really, really bright future. And, and you know, it, our, our midfield probably does in general when they all mature and get stronger and older. And because they're which, all 19 years old or 20. So, yeah. Speaking um, of which, I'm a bit excited to if, – if we can read into – our mate Coxie, sort of coming off at halftime to get a bit of a rest because he might, because he's been playing well. He's been named as emergency. He's been named as emergency, 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 and maybe he might get a game this week. Which, and I think it, it speaks to what you said earlier about the fact that he's a number, he's a number eight draft pick, and he's two hundred centimeters. He's left his right foot. He's got skills. We've been trying to train him to get something into his head. Let's see him. Let's see what he's got. We can't just have number eight draft pick running around in the twos for the next two years. Let's bring him into the seniors. He's fit now. He's fit from, from his injury. Yeah, it looks like he's, play, what he's the last two weeks definitely he's been playing his best footy. Like um, I thought even his second quarter uh, in, in down at Geelong was really, really impressive. He was doing some nice things, looked dangerous. Good. Um, kicked a goal. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. He could play some, he could play some half forward this, yeah, maybe. this week. So, uh, uh. Um, because you could see weeds down back and all. Mm. Like that's the thing. Like that's more of a that that would that I would be more excited about because it's more of what he needs to to relearn how to do. Leading up, um, uh, taking marks, bodying out dudes. That's what he's there for. He's not he's not there to get possessions around the ground as a ruckman. He's there as a key position player. If he has to do a bit of key back, like Baldwin, does a bit of key back to learn forward, then great. But I wouldn't mind seeing Coxie running around at centre half forward at two hundred centimeters. I think that's yeah. Well, no one else got a rest, so you know, it's it's a five day break for the VFL guys if they played. Yeah. So I, my your gut feel is that there's, I think possibly one change happening, and but after that, it's a hard one to know. Like, oh. um, what five day break? Scott might think five day break for some of the younger guys is not too bad, but because the VFL did have a a week off the the prior to that, so. Even though they've had a five-day break, they didn't play the week before, so I don't think they're going to be totally like burnt out yeah. or anything like that. So there is options there, especially like a Davy or something like that who just you feel like could recover pretty fast as a young kid. So, yeah, it's a massive game with the dogs. I mean, I think we all understand this is probably what what you would almost call a home-and-away elimination final as far as finals. So this is as close to it. I, I wouldn't want to lose this game and think I had to beat – Sydney and the Giants, yeah, because um, the Giants aren't the. That's it. That's in Sydney. The Giants in Sydney are as every big, big as 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 top six teams yeah. form at the moment. They're, it's not the same side that we played. They beat Geelong and Geelong. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they're a different side. They're now. a completely different side now, and um, that's that's that would go in. No matter what happens, that they will go in favourites for that game. So that's you don't want to rely on that. I don't think you always want to rely on Sydney, even though I think we're favourites and I'd probably expect us to win. But you'd have to you'd have to win Sydney, North West Coast, and Giants because you play the Pies last, and you probably don't want to 
bank on that. No. So a loss this week would mean you'd have to win four in a row. They're all big games, man. Literally, mm. they're all huge games for the rest of the season. Even against West Coast and, and North. They're big because we should win them. Yeah. We need yeah. to win them. we got to win them, right? And that they're big games. Sydney's a massive game. But, yeah, this week against the Dogs, eminently beatable. Eminently beatable as a, as a team. Mm. But it's just like, wow, it's a... That's why I love footy so much, man, because it's imagine the stuff that's going on both in the teams, club right yeah, now. Both teams play Marvel pretty well. Yeah. We've had we've had really good games at Marvel. Um, we lost at Marvel this year. I don't think we have, no. Don't think we have? Yeah. But the dogs are looking at us going, they've come off a slap and they won't be happy, but the, what they will be is fired up for the next game. The dogs are in half-decent well, form. Well, actually, they're not. That's their, their problem. They lost, they lost, I think they lost five of the last seven. So Crap, okay. So, I mean, the Bombers are looking at that, hoping to kill yeah, the, wounded, they, the wounded animal? They probably should have beaten Sydney last week. So they would be kicking – sorry, on the weekend, they, they'd be kicking themselves. So, yeah, it's an intriguing game. I think both teams will be snarling a bit oh. coming into the game and – uh, both people have got guns too. Both people yeah. have got weapons to win the game. You, you've got the Bonts and all those guys. So inside, it's going to be tough. Norton and those guys. I find the dogs aren't good defensively and on transitions. And so that's where we're really good. So yeah. I think our uncontested transition game will be their Achilles heel, but they've got a few strengths of themselves. Yeah. Um, Sam Darcy getting injured and being out of this game probably helps a bit. Um, but you've got, you've got, um, uh, what's his name? The big forward. Lob. Um, actually, no. no but yeah. Norton. Uh, Norton and um, Aaron Norton. Number one. Um, Hugo. Hugo Hagen. Hugo Hagen, who's starting to improve. Yeah, he's he's start- starting to really become a footballer. Yeah. So, and you've got Waitman as a. So, you've got a pretty yeah. potent forward line. So, and yeah, let's torch our Waitman. I think I made the joke today. I said, I'll just bring in Voss and just put him on Waitman. I said, we may lose the game, but it'll be easy. Yeah. Waitman will do <laughs> but zero. I'll, but I will do it. Oh, I'll be entertained. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, and Bossy, that guy called your mother a bad name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Poof. Good night. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's, it's massive, massive game. So, let's let's hope, dearly hope we can turn that <gasps> around. So, um, we've done it all year, man. We keep looking at the next game after we either win one and then go... It's a big game, man, to show that that wasn't a fluke. So we win the next one and you go, great. Now we're starting to build pressure because we've got a few in a row. But when we get spanked like that, you go, big game because we've got to answer. The boys have got to answer now. They've put made a rod for their own back. They've got to answer. And it's a tough game against the dogs and it's a tough time of the season. So that's why I love footy so much, man. Could you imagine what would be happening at the club right now? They'd be... We've got selections, things we've got to worry about. We've got to worry about the dogs. We've got to worry about winning this game so we don't potentially have to beat one of the other big clubs towards the end of the season. It's incredibly interesting and really fun season, which is why I kind of look forward to that. Maybe we don't make the finals, man. Maybe we maybe we, we beat Carl, we beat Collingwood. We know we're not making the finals, but we <laughs> beat Collingwood in the last game of the year by five points. And we just finished the year. That's it. Everybody goes to Saint-Tropez. Yes. They have uh, 18 dozen <laughs> beverages. And we come back the next year. That, I reckon that's just a nice... We did really well. We almost <laughs> made it. Bravo. Yeah, I mean, if we all knew we had to kind of play Geelong in the first round, I think we'd all go, actually, let's just... <laughs> let's just... This is just cool. It's a bit like the preseason with, with up against the Gold Coast. Let's just... Let's just play five quarters and then we're done. <laughs> Halfway through the fifth quarter, we'll go, eh, no, that'll be fine. We're, we're, we're done. Thanks we're for coming. Done. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, look, um, 
Thanks for all the support for uh, everyone. And look, pl- been plenty of fun debates on Twitter and and, uh, and Facebook and <laughs> Facebook. So I uh, Grant and his post today. Look, man, <laughs> that's the funniest thing. Even though I had to laugh, and if it was on our Facebook break, just uh, we won't go through it because I, it will be. I want to go through it. That is good. It's a twenty-minute conversation, but it, it amused me anyway when I read it. Um, but yeah, that's it from you us. You don't get them all right. Yes, indeed. That is the, <laughs> that is it from us. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah, sorry, that made me laugh. Um, thank you, everyone. Uh, look forward to, so for our Patreons, uh, we're Friday night games. So you have uh, probably, the, look, in all honesty, instant reaction will probably come the next yep, morning. We're both morning. going to the game. Uh, we always seem to get back from Marvel really, really late, yeah. uh, like midnight. So, uh, yeah, it'll probably Anybody be the next got morning. Anybody for that. Yep. And, and so, you um, i just... Please, please, please win, Bombers. So <laughs> that's it for us. Uh, have have a great rest of the week and we'll see uh, Bombers go, see how they go Friday night. All right, mate. Talk to you later, guys. <laughs>